dances, but I thought this was a show. I'm Junior Kegel Weber Junior. Welcome to the podcast. And uh, on today's podcast, uh, we're going to talk about mountain chicks. Uh, but first, the attitude of gratitude. So, uh, yeah, no, we just like to say thank you for, for listening to the podcast. Now, we're not going over the stats, you know, and boring stuff. It's just, it's just boring. It's all. It's boring. So, uh, but we want to say, all of you, uh, especially the new countries, we got three of them. And then uh, the new states. Now, we don't talk about the states too much, but it's still California's number one, Texas number two, Hawaii number three. And then it kind of goes down the list like that. We're trying to move Hawaii up to at least two or one. I mean, bro, I would love for Hawaii to be one. You see, the Hawaii people, right, especially the Oahu people on the island that I live on, I mean, they, they was responsible for everything in my life. I mean, they gave me everything. And when, when I say that, I mean, like, you know, they, they hired me for shows. They hired me for all kinds of stuff. They, you know, they paved the way for me. So we want to really uh, send a debt of gratitude uh, to the Oahu people mostly in Hawaii. Now, in Hawaii, the first people to listen to us, um, I don't know, this is kind of different, but Wailuku. So people in Wailuku, Maui, you guys were the first to tune into the podcast. So we'd like to mahalo you guys. Thank you very much. I didn't even know about the guys in Wailuku, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know anybody knew me in Wailuku. <laughs> like, Wailuku. Wow. No, Wailuku's cool. I used to live in Wailuku when I was a little kid before we moved to the other island. You know, that's just, that's, that's not a podcast, always. That's not a podcast. All right. On this podcast, we're going to talk about mountain chicks because, uh, bro, my favorite chicks in the world. Mountain chicks, and and well, you know, I know, I know. There's a couple of you guys listening, especially in the mainland. Like, what is mountain chick? Mountain chicks? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're talking about relationships, right? And um, I do a lot of relationship coaching because I'm a life coach, and so a lot of people call me. Mostly, I I do relationship coaching for men because men have a big problem in relationships, and we we went over that in, in the other podcast. So I'm not going to go over everything, but I'm going to touch on the relationships because we had questions. And um, and one of the questions, right, uh, was, was about infidelity. One of the questions was about uh, female nature. And one of the questions was actually about relationships in general, right? Like, how should we go about doing this? And, and you know, and the, okay, the question was, unks, how are we going to do this kind of stuff, you know? And, and he, was in, he was referring to relationships. So here's here's the thing about mountain chicks, right? When I when I say mountain chicks, we have an area on the island of Oahu for you people that are not on Oahu. We only have like a few people on Oahu actually. Uh, and when I say a few, like out of our total listenership, there's there's maybe uh, maybe three or four hundred people on Oahu that listen. And so we thank you guys. Thank you very much. Tell your friends. Tell your friends so so we get a bigger Oahu audience. I see guys in the mall. You know, I was in the shopping center the other day. 
And the guy was like, hey, Junior, bro, we caught your podcast, you know. And my good friend, who's a psychologist, caught my podcast. So uh, if, if you're listening, because I cannot mention names, right, because, you know, we don't do that. Uh, but if you're listening, bro, uh, thank you very much. Mahalo. And we were discussing relationships and he's a professional. And, you know, and then I was discussing other things and, and we had a good uh, uh, he educated me. He schooled me on a lot of things. And, and so some of the things I was like, oh, OK, I'm doing it right. And some of the things I was like, well, I should change my tact a little bit, you know. But for the relationship thing, the mountain chicks. So for you guys that are, you know, in the mainland, other countries, we have this area on Oahu called Mililani and, and Wahewa. And these, these are the higher elevated uh, areas. So you drive up the mountain. I mean, you drive up the H2, you, you go right up the mountain. And I really like, I lived in Mililani for, um, I don't know, like about a year, I think. I lived on this, this street called Waimakua Drive. And it was really a special time in my life. Uh, it was, it was, I, I love Mililani, first of all, because it's cold. It's really cool, you know. And this was when I, when I lived in Mililani, they didn't have Mililani Malka. Uh, so this was like way back. And Mililani Malka, I think, was, was just being built. And so that's where the rich people live. So, you know, like all these business owners and stuff. So a lot of these business owners live in Mililani Malka. They also live in Hawaii Kai. Uh, they also live in Kahala. There's these certain areas on Oahu uh, for you guys that are not here. Okay. Um, I'm trying to paint the picture for you guys. So, and these guys up in Mililani. So, so if I had a dollar for every Mililani girl that I dated, um, that actually came down from the mountain to, to date, uh, no, really, cause they, they date guys in town, you know? And so here's what goes on in Mililani. Okay. Now the Mililani, uh, you know, I call them Mililani aunties because the girls I know are older, right? They're like 40. They're like in their 40s, right? And they, they, yeah, late 30s, 40s. So we're not talking about, you know, 25-year-olds. We're not talking about that bracket. We're talking about the, the aunties, okay? And so when I talk about the aunties in Mililani, they, they come down to play. So that's what they do. I mean, that's been my experience. I can only talk about me, right? And so they come down from Mililani, and they come to town, and then we go do stuff. You know, we, we go, I mean, we go dinner, we go whatever, and the reason why a lot of them tell me that they do this, okay, is because people in Mililani know each other and they talk, right? Because they see each other all the time because they're in this community that's way up on the hill. And so they see each other. And there's this place called, um, I don't know, can I mention this? Can I? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my producer over there. I'm like, can I mention right? um, it? It's, it's called The Shack. There's this place called The Shack. And uh, we're not going to say nothing bad about them or anything. But but they but this is you know people hang over there right, and I used to know I used to date this girl, and she used to hang over there, and then these other girls used to hang over there. Then I dated one of those girls unknowingly right I didn't know, and and then she started telling me all about this other girl, and then you know so it's like that, and that's why they come to town and they come to town to get away from all of that, uh, so that so that. You know, information don't get spread around about them or gossip doesn't start, that kind of stuff. Anyway, so um, so I was talking to this guy on Facebook, right? And uh, so I I referred to I referred to Billy Lani girls as mountain chicks, and I said, well, there must be something 
different about girls that are, you know, that live up in the higher altitudes because they're beautiful. These Milanian girls are beautiful. I mean, the, their skin, like, like everything. And the other place on, on the island of Oahu that I noticed this is in the country. Now, I, I notice when I go to the mall in the country, there's this, there's this mall, and it's on the windward side of, of the island. And when I go there, like these girls look, I don't know, different. They, they look, they don't have stress. They don't look stressed, right? They, they have beautiful skin, like real healthy, like, you know. And then I go to the malls, like in town, and it's like town people, you know, and they, they're, they're business people, they running around doing stuff, and I think it takes its toll on them. I, I'm not sure. But anyway, but yeah, so these, uh, so there was this, there was this one, this, so I don't, you know, out anybody, but there was this, uh, there was this one girl, like from, you know, from Mililani, uh, that I, that I recall. And I used to do, uh, I used to do jokes on the radio about this. And I used to say that we, used to, I mean, anybody who used to catch the show before, there's a couple of guys that remember, you know, the stuff I did on the radio years ago, which was like shock radio, right? We did stuff that was like over the top. And, um, I said, we used to hang out in front of Long's. <laughs> we used to hang out in front of Long's, Mililani, no, Safeway, Safeway, Mililani. And, and these chicks and, and whatever, we used to go, you know, clean their swimming pool and whatever. And then we made jokes about it. But, um, but yeah, if, if I had a dollar for every Mililani girl that I dated, oh man, I, I would be, I would be very prosperous right now. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah. So if you live, if you're listening to the podcast and you live in Mililani, okay, uh, yeah. You, you're right on. Because the Mililani aunties, mountain cheeks, <laughs> mountain cheeks. So ocean cheeks, where do they live? I don't, you know, there's a difference, right? Because girls that live by the ocean, you know, they go out to the beach all the time. Their skin is different. You know, they, they tan all the time, right? By the time they get to 40, they kind of, you know, uh, the skin is different. <laughs> Put it that way. But these girls up in the mountains, they are preserved. They are preserved. Love these mountain chicks. Anyway, so we're going to touch on relationships today. Uh, that was the mountain chick spot. So, uh, yeah, ladies, Norris, we're not outing you guys. Uh, never do. And that's another thing. So let me start with that on the relationship thing. So with relationships, okay, uh, most of you start relationships by accident. We went through all of that already. Now, um, the most typical thing that I deal with in, in my life coaching for, for relationships is role reversal. Okay, role reversal. That's where the guy starts acting like a girl and the girl starts acting like a guy because the roles kind of just slowly, the polarity just switches. Okay. And, and the polarity that, that switches is because um, the man doesn't hold his position. And it's always the man's fault. Okay. I will tell you that. Okay. Because the man's job is to be a leader. And the majority of the people that listen to me are men. Okay. So guys, uh, listen up. Right. And we talked a little bit about this, but we didn't really, really get into it. Uh, but, but anyway, the polarity. Okay. So if you're doing your job, and you're firm in your position. I want to use the word position. And that means that your position is that you're the alpha, you're the man, right? And and you got to do man things, okay? And one of the, the biggest man thing that I get complaints uh, from men that, that actually contact me and they go, oh, you know, my, my wife wants me to be the leader. My, my wife's saying I'm not leading and I, I don't know what that means. 
Because these guys now, right? By the time I meet them, by the time they they get a hold of me at the website, uh, if you want to go to the website, it's hereforyou.live. Uh, but by the time they come to me, right, it's already been 12, 15, 17, 19 years of marriage. And, you know, during that time, right, you get conditioned. Now, I will tell you guys, okay, that women condition men in the first two months, okay? Now, this is, this is a biological thing. It happens in nature. And her job is to conquer you in the first two months. That's her job. That's, that's what nature has her do. And if you're not aware of this, right, then you can't hold it off because you become a victim not even knowing you're a victim. And I don't mean victim in the way that, you know, like you're a victim of a car accident or something really bad. I just mean in the way that she will actually uh, pull off some dominance here in the relationship. And then when that happens, right, it's very difficult to get it back if you're unaware, okay? So, so, and I'm talking to you, you 20-somethings and 30-somethings. We got more and more of you guys uh, listening to the podcast. Now, if you're older, you maybe you know, maybe you don't. Because I get some guys, like, they come to me in their 40s. They come to me in their 50s. And they go, hey, you know what? I, I spent my whole life with this girl. And we have all these assets and stuff. And then, you know, and now uh, she, she wants a divorce. And, and I'm going to lose half of everything. You see, and now when you lose half of everything and you're in your 20s, no problem. 30s, no problem. 40s, mm, still no problem. Make them back. When you're in your 50s and 60s and you lose half of everything, okay, it is very tough to, to rebound on that. Unless you're like Bill Gates, right? You know, that divorce, right? Uh, Jeff Bezos, that divorce. So those guys, they, I mean, they make their stuff back overnight, so they don't care. They give half, yeah, yeah, take half, there you go, right? And and it, in like three weeks, they make them back. Okay, but the average guy, I'm talking about the average guy that has a pension. I'm talking about the average guy that that, that has uh, benefits. Military guy, oh, military guys, gee whiz. Uh, it, it, <laughs> so, you know, military guys, uh, not just military guys. I mean, you know, I'm talking about guys that work for unions because they get good benefits. Now, females aren't stupid, okay? Girls don't go for losers, okay? So a lot of guys, you know, they, they, they try, they, I don't know if they're testing me or whatever, but they ask me questions like, oh, so, uh, so chicks, what, they, they're all users. No, they're not all users, okay? And they're not liars, okay? This, this is another thing, all right? Now, while I'm doing this, because I'm doing this in real time, right? I tend to jump subjects a little bit, right, and dance around because things remind me of other things and then we would talk about that and then we come back to the main topic and whatever. So let me let me address this about females and lying. A lot of men perceive women, right, to be shady characters, liars, whatever, okay? Uh, that's not really what's really going on biologically. Mm-mm. Okay, so here's what's going on biologically, you guys, okay? So females, right? I told you guys, they're emotional beings. If she tells you something on Monday, you know, like you're the love of her life on Monday, and Wednesday she ain't feeling it, and she tells you, like, I hate you, <laughs> or I don't like you, or whatever, right? Whatever. And and she doesn't stick to her story. Now, that's a, 
that's an issue for a man, right? Because a man has word of honor. You know, men are like that, right? They because we don't we're not like them. We're not wired like the females. We're not emotionally wired. We're not wired to be emotional beings. We're wired in logic. And that means that if we say something on Monday uh, and we say it's going to happen on Friday, even if we don't feel like it, we're going to do it because we said we were going to do it. You see what I'm saying? Right. And we've been trained that way as men. We've been we've been brought up that way in society. Like you see it on TV. You see it all over the place. Right. So a man of his word, a man of his word. Right. Have you ever heard anybody say a woman of her word? No, never. Right. Because it it depends on how she feels. It's all contingent on how she's feeling. Your job as the man is to make her feel good. Now, if if she says she's going to do something on Monday, on Friday, like I'll, I'll go do this on Friday. Right. And she's not feeling it on Friday and she doesn't do it on Friday. She's not a liar. She is acting in truth on her emotions, not her truth. Okay, because I had, I had my son one time came to my office, right? And he's going, no, this is my truth. You have your truth. I have my truth. I did. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, that that that's not it either. Okay, everybody can have their perception. Okay, but as far as truth, there are real truths. Okay, so it's not like everybody has their own truth. But but that's her. That's true to her. Because of how she feels. Now, if you make her feel like crap on Thursday and Friday, she doesn't want to, I don't know, do the picnic that you guys talked about on Monday. She's not a liar. Okay. So, guys, get get that out of your head. You have to stop uh, treating women like you feel they should be or like you want them to be. And you got to really go down to the core of who she is and appreciate who she is. Because if you can't love that then forget it just just forget it uh because you, you're gonna find out um as you go through relationship and then the next relationship and then, you know you're gonna find out you're gonna find out that hey you know what oh uh, yeah i think I, th- I think i got a false image in my head i think i want i wanted her for be like that and then she wasn't like that and then then pretty soon i never like her I mean, you know, stuff like that, right? Okay, so, uh, you, and you guys in the mainland, right? I talk pigeon because I get comfortable and I just jam. And I, I, I know that there's a lot of people in California that listen to the podcast that are from Hawaii. And uh, they kind of like the fact that I talk pigeon. One guy was saying, wow, you know, we really like like somebody on a, on a podcast talk like us, bro. <laughs> you, know, you know, like that. But anyway, but but yeah, so... Get that out of your head and stop looking at females like princesses and delicate flowers and all this stuff. Okay? Uh, Some females are tougher than you. And I'm talking about emotionally and mentally tougher than you. And when it comes to, you know, smart, right? When it comes to intelligence, when it comes to doing a job just as good as a man, uh, yeah, females females are up there. Okay? So... If you wanna you wanna deal with a female on that level, uh, then I suggest you you be careful because females can they can stick it out. They are smart beings, and not only that, you know where they get men. They can multitask, okay. And the reason why they multitask, and I think I mentioned it before on, a, on another podcast, is females are engineered to multitask. Okay, men can do it for a little while and then we get burnt out and then we don't want to do it anymore. 
females can do it consistently, okay? Because they have to cook, talk on the telephone, and keep an eye on baby all at the same time. And, and they know exactly what's going on with each single item as they're moving in, in time, in motion. So that, that's the multitasking thing. And that gives them the edge in business. I don't know if you guys have ever, you know, I, I, I've coached several uh, females in, in, uh, in business. And, and they're executives. So I, I teach, you know, uh, or coach, teach, whatever. Uh, females that, that have uh, pretty serious job titles and responsibility. And these females um, are, man, I tell you, they, they, they are very, very talented in the way that they can handle things simultaneously and their bosses and sometimes their, uh, you know, the people under them, right, their subordinates kind of look at them like, wow, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing what they can do. So, uh, you know, and I think I think everybody should be equal. You know, this whole thing about men make more money than women and whatever. Okay, so throughout time, men have actually uh, dominated all industry, dominated all kinds of stuff. And women were, you know, kept in the back and on the side and whatever, you know. Um, and and that that's really unfortunate. I mean, you know, uh, women are capable of doing everything men are in the in the mental realm. Now, in the physical realm, yeah, we we see you know infantry, uh, you know, women in infantry. We see women, you know, uh, piloting choppers and whatever, and they're successful at it. They're good at it, right? Um, but but they're they're the few. They're the few. Um, the few, the proud, the Marines, right? <laughs> They're the few, but um, but but some of you know some of these ladies, when it comes to physical, they can handle, they can handle themselves. We see firemen. You cannot be, or I don't know what they call them, fire persons, fire uh, whatever. But but they they're on the fire department. They're in the fire department. You know, and these ladies, you cannot get into the fire department if you don't pass the the physical exam. And you gotta carry, you know, the hose up the ladder. You got, you gotta do all that stuff. And there are some women that pull it off. You know, I'm sure there's there's failures like anybody else, but there's women that pull it off. So, you know, in in that respect, much respect, much respect uh, to to the females that are making gains in different occupations and, and in different areas of our community and and uh, our society. So, but but you know, when you get down to it, okay. There's a dynamic for the female and the male. I don't care who she is. She's wired a certain way. Now, if you want to learn these triggers, they are out there. They're, I mean, when I talk about triggers, when I say trigger, I mean the things you do that will trigger a certain response no matter who she is. Right? I don't care. I don't care how, <laughs> how proficient she is in understanding, you know, the, the male version of of what females respond to you know in other words like she knows what the guys know and then the guys try them on her and they okay eventually you can you can poke through the holes you can you can you can get you can get to it okay and you might have to you might have to you know uh try a little harder or really be good on your game or whatever it is but but you can because women are hardwired for survival and they're hardwired for certain responses. And if you know what these key things are, yeah, you can 
you, you can you can penetrate that that border or that that uh, barrier or whatever you want to call it okay but there's certain things that uh, men do that they're hardwired for and then certain things that women are now women speak a different language okay females sub communicate now if you guys know how to sub communicate then no problem you can sub communicate with a female. I was at this party once, right? And I was sub-communicating with this girl. And she was that she was over in the corner. And I went over in the corner. And I kind of wanted to be out of the, you know, scene, right? I just wanted to enjoy myself. And I had my wine, a glass of wine. I was standing in the corner. And we started sub-communicating. Well, uh, I ended up uh, dating her for a little while, right? But, um... If you understand what we, the way women talk to each other in a crowded room, okay, they're subcommunicating, you know. And and if you learn the art of subcommunication with a female, it's a wonderful thing because guys don't even know. I mean, guys have no idea. So I was at I was at uh, so this is a, a another instance of that, right? Now I didn't date this girl or anything, but we got invited to the admiral's house on uh, Ford Island. And we were standing there at these cocktail, you know, the stand-up cocktail tables. And we were standing there. And uh, I can't tell you who he is, but I can tell you that the guy became mayor of the city and colony of Honolulu. And he wasn't he wasn't the mayor at the time. And uh, and I was on a first-name basis with him, right? So I was calling him by his first name, you know. I was, hey, you know. And, uh, of course, we don't mention names on the podcast. And there was this girl there. Now, this girl was a representative of a certain district that will remain nameless and we started sub-communicating but we started sub-communicating in Tagalog because I, I know a little Tagalog just like conversational and um, and we started sub-communicating and because we were doing it in Tagalog right pretty soon this guy was like like he, he looked at us and he goes you guys want to get a room somewhere you know and we started laughing and we started making fun of that, you know, and and it was hilarious, and and it was just really fun. But the thing about the subcommunication thing, right? Now, if you're a guy that understands the subcommunication, now he did not understand the subcommunication. What he did understand was there was a whole bunch of communication going on that he didn't know exactly what it was about, but he knew we were having fun with each other, right? That's what he knew. And and we were just playing. I mean, I didn't act on it. You know, she had a wedding ring on. I'm like, ah, no, no, not gonna do this. But that it was fun. It was fun. So the bottom line, uh, yeah. If you know how to sub communicate, then by all means, uh, start practicing and and do it with women because you can talk to them anywhere about anything. If you learn sub communication, there's this one girl I was dating for a while, and we used to sub communicate like anywhere. The reason why women sub communicate, okay, is because they don't come out and just talk, okay? Because I've been at parties where they're talking about sex and they're talking and they're right there in front of the guys and they're talking about sex and the guys have no idea what they're talking about. And that's why they sub communicate, right? Because, because of this, this stigma that is, that is over the female, right? The judgment. Because men judge females, okay? Now, I'm going to get into the judgment again. I'm going to tell you guys, you guys need to be reminded, okay? Do not, under any circumstances, judge females. Don't judge females. And don't talk about them, okay? 
because okay so i used to work with these guys right and and um i used to make up stories about non-existent females <laughs> like, like these girls didn't even exist right because i i went out with these other girls right but i'm not gonna say anything right and so so i used to make up stories and i used to grab random pics from uh facebook and uh what was it it was uh, uh myspace it was myspace first then it went facebook right and i was grabbing pics and i was just like random i don't know girls from california or whatever i, I don't know where they were from other parts of the world at one point my first facebook before it got taken down uh, and it got taken down because i didn't know how to do it and i was doing it wrong but um i had like people from all over the world and um so i used to take you know pictures right and I go, wow, bro, I met this chick, bro. Hey, bro, last night, none of the kind, none of the Sheraton, bro. And, and, you know, and I make up this story because these guys, uh, so here, here's the thing, right? We, we talked about haters, right? So there's haters, there's frenemies, and there's just pretenders, guys that will pretend that they're cool with you, right? But they're really not. And they really don't want to see you succeed. And they really, right? So, and they kind of fall under the hater category, right? But when you know, Okay, when you know that these guys gossip like females, what you do is you make up stories, right? Because when those stories come back to you, and they will, they will, trust me, they will, then you know where it came from. So I used to test the water like that all the time. I mean, all the time. And, and so I used to circulate stories that didn't even exist with females that didn't even exist, right? Because I'm not going to tell them about the females I was really with. And, and you know something? So the, so the next thing I'm going to tell you guys is when you take a chick out, right? You know, some of these guys, they like to take women out, right? Especially the hot ones. And they want to parade them all over the damn place. And they want to, you know, they want to show off to the other guy. Oh, hey, hey, look what I get. Hey, Myron, how you, bro? What's up? You know, you don't need to do that. With, with the, the hottest chicks that I ever knew, right? We, we, went, we went over the hill. Uh, we went over to the windward side to the to the smallest little cafe, right? And nobody ever knew. Some of these guys, right? I saw them like they used to go right down like town, like like in in uh, there's this there's this area called Ward, and uh, it's pretty. It used to be pretty busy before the pandemic, and these guys used to parade these chicks at these restaurants and stuff. There's a lot of restaurants over there. And and parade these chicks and, and all this kind of stuff, right? And uh, in my mind, I was like, dude, you're doing it wrong. I mean, you know, if, if you want to really enjoy a female, you keep her like, you, you take her like on the side, just you and her. Just these little intimate little adventures, these little intimate journeys, these little intimate restaurants, these little, you know, stuff like that, right? And, um, man, I tell you, uh, you'd be doing that for years because when she knows everything's on the down low and she knows that everything, you know, uh, you got her back and stuff like that, bro, I tell you, women can be some fantastic, uh, I won't say friends, right? But they can be some fantastic partners. Uh, and I'm not talking about, you know, relationship partners. I'm talking about, I'm talking about going out partners, there's, there's girls that I went out with for years, and I'm talking years. Like, you know, I go out with them a little while, and I don't see them for a long time. Then then I see them someplace, and, hey, you want to go out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's go. And and this went on for years. 
I had this one girl, um, this this one girl that, that used to cook for me. She was, hey, come over, come over. I'll go make, I'll go make stuff, you know, whatever, make this, make that. And I'm like, and, and I used to get off uh, from the radio at midnight and and I used to go in and she used to make me all this stuff. And I mean, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful time in my life. So uh, you guys keep it on the down low, right? And, um, and, and hold back the judgment. Never, ever, ever judge a female. Because when you, when you don't judge a female and the females know you don't judge them and they know word don't, don't get to anybody, right? And, and you become their best secret and they become your best secret. Oh, man. You're talking years and years of, uh, I, you know, like I said, I cannot say friendship, right? Because men and women cannot be friends. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain that. But, um, but yeah, years and years of, of uh, a certain kind of camaraderie that you're not going to get from anybody else. Mm-hmm. Females can do that. Females are very good at doing that because they're discreet. And, and that being said, right, um, today's modern females are a little bit different. Now, now these girls are, are being raised in a much more open uh, Cardi B era, right? And for you, for you guys in the older demos, uh, you guys in your forties, you guys know Cardi B. But um, if there's anybody older listening, we we do have an older demo. I don't know how many, um, how many people. But if you if do your research, pull up Cardi B and listen to the lyrics of some of the songs that she's singing. You know, and and um, and I mean, it's it's not just her, but listen to her stuff. It's very liberating if you're a female. Now, in the old days, right, everything was hush-hush and, and whatever. So the girls that are still, I want to say, in their late 30s, right, they still fall under that category. But the girls in their early 20s, oh, man, these girls are different animals. And and I don't mean animals, animals. I'm just using that as an expression. But But these girls are a different breed. And women are changing. Now, that being said, the triggers are the same. The same thing that, that, the same thing that got chicks in the 50s, in the 40s, in the 30s. I wasn't even alive, right? But the, but the things that got them then are the same things that get in them now. I mean, the psychology of it remains the same. But what I'm talking about is the, the liberation, right? They don't have to hide as much. In fact, some of them come out like a, a lot, a lot for females a lot and and it's more open and it's more yeah you let go we go you know girls asking guys out i mean girls uh becoming more bold becoming more brave becoming more liberated right and i think it's a good thing i don't i don't think uh trashiness is necessarily um a good thing for females uh to do or portray or to be like but um but i do think that you know we gotta, as a society, we have to get over this. Um, you know, she's either, you know, that Madonna whore complex, right? She's either an angel or she's a whore. <laughs> she's a, right? Angel or not a, you know. And I, and I don't think it's it's that black or white. And I think every individual is different, right? But that's the way men judge women. So, again, men, don't judge, okay? Don't judge. And try to see her for who she is. And not the the Cinderella complex that you have in your head from when you were a little boy, 
right? You know, the the, the queen, right? No, I'm going to grow up. I'm going to marry the queen. I'm going to be the prince. I'm going to ride in on my horse and I'm going to save her. <laughs> okay. That, okay. So, so that, that's called the Messiah complex. Okay. Now, if you have the Messiah complex and I, oh man, I knew so many guys that had that complex. I, I know this one guy and I, I can't talk about it. He's a friend, but, but I will say that the Messiah complex has ruined more men than, than anything else I know. And the Messiah complex, right? Okay, so you know when a, when a girl looks at a guy and the guy is all screwed up, right? He's a heavy drinker. He's a whatever. He, he, he's, I don't know, on drugs or whatever. And she saves him. And she goes, wow, that's a project. I can fix him, right? <laughs> you know, that, that kind. And, and I know a girl that actually saved this guy from prison. This guy was in prison. And she just changed his life. And he's all good now. Even even removed his tattoos and everything. I mean, this guy is amazing transformation, you know. But the, the other way around is the man thinking that he's going to save the girl. And there's more of those uh, than, than I think there are uh, the females that go, yeah, well, I can, I, can, I can fix him. You know, so, and it's not so much the guy can fix him. Fixing somebody and saving somebody are two different things. Um, I've seen more men go down the tubes, okay, to total destruction of their, of their lives, of their mental well-being, everything, because they have tried to save, okay, a, a girl, and and you know this happens when, when uh, when you see a girl and you and you go, wow, she's just you know I I knew a couple of girls like that I didn't save them, but but I started you know uh, trying to tell them that all they needed was a different environment. And these were smart girls. These were good girls. And they were just in the wrong place. And you are subject to your environment. If you are in a, um, I want to say harsh environment, I want to use that term, then, then yeah, you are going to become harsh. You are going to, because you adapt to your surroundings. And um, see, what men do is they go, oh, I can, I can rescue her from that. I can, I can give her $150,000 a year lifestyle or two hundred thousand dollar a year lifestyle i can take her out of that that's that's easy uh no <clears throat> okay <laughs> no not gonna work okay so because okay you guys gotta understand that most people in general male or female love the rut they're in okay because they get used to it right and humans are creatures of habit okay and and the the messiah complex right destroys men in the long run because it's financially draining it's emotionally draining it's it's mentally draining it's just it's just a burden and it leads to like you know one wrong move leads to the next wrong move to the next one right? and it, it's just a chain reaction and it really puts men uh that try to do this the guys who try to be the knight and shining armor on the horse and you know that kind of thing it, it puts them uh in in holes that they never dreamt of and they dig the holes okay so guys please don't save women okay they're they're strong enough they're people they can save themselves uh you could provide guidance okay but don't go try and and <laughs> fix her life and change your lives all right well we can 
hey, we can buy, we can buy her an apartment, and we can, we can buy her a nice car, and we can get her nice clothes, and we can <laughs> that kind of stuff. No, 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 don't do that. Um, she, it has to be her choice, right? And and the same thing on the other side of the fence, girls. I know we've we've got twenty percent listenership females now on the show, and uh, ladies, you know, yes, you can do things that will accentuate the potential in your male okay in your man right but at the end of the day and i hate i hate to use such a corny phrase like that but at the end of the day okay or like uh you know uh, overall right you can't really save a guy because no matter what he's gonna go back okay humans are creatures of habit okay now unless he makes a and Dr. Joe Dispenza, you guys go look him up on YouTube. He has a very good program where he educates people on cellular memory. Okay, the cellular memory uh, is just that every cell in your body has memory. And you get used to patterns. And this is why people live the same life over and over and over every day until they die. Right? Because cells have memory. Now, once you're programmed, and this is why we teach our life coaching students how to get out of this, right? Because if you're in the same pattern every day and you're doing the same thing, you're bringing the same problems from yesterday that you had yesterday and you're bringing them into today, right? And then you go to bed and you take them into tomorrow, okay? And pretty soon you've gone through 10, 20 years of this stuff and, and you're not changing it. And what changes it is a pen and a writing pad. That's all. That's all that changes it. Okay? But you have to be consistent with it. You know, cells have memory. So the, the, the things that happened to you that, that were, I don't know, traumatic or whatever, bad. Okay? That, that divorce you went through with your parents. The abuse you went through with that relationship. That, whatever it was. Okay? Those things go into your memory. You remember that. Okay, now there there are some. I I remember meeting these girls, right? And they used to tell me, "Oh, you know, I was with this guy, and and he was an a hole, and I used to cook breakfast for him. I used to iron his shirts. I used to do this, do that. I ain't doing none of that stuff anymore." And and you know, and I used to be sitting there. This was first date, and I was sitting there on the first date, right? And my my impression of that was like, so if you're not gonna do any of that anymore, then why am I here? You see what I'm saying? Right? So um, don't let those things rule you. Don't let those things conquer you. You can get out of those patterns. But you have to work your way out like anything else. Once a human being gets into a pattern, okay? Once a human being gets into a routine. Now, routines are not just the healthy ones. Routines are the unhealthy ones. Routines can be the, you know... Um, routines can be the, the after after work, I'm going to slam a case of beer or, or whatever, right? Routines can be, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to smoke two packs of cigarettes today or, or whatever it is. But but these things are very difficult to change. You know, like like when I quit smoking cigarettes, for example, right? I don't want to take you guys out on, uh, to left field again. But when I quit smoking cigarettes, it was a... It was a change that I had to make over the course of three days. It took me three days of isolation. I isolated myself because I knew I was going to buy cigarettes, right? So you got you to gotta work your way out of bad patterns, bad habits, okay? It takes 66 days to change your life. 
And that's what we do with our clients in 66 days. Now, I don't, I don't want to turn this into a commercial. You want to see me? Go ahead. You know you know the, the email? Here for you, USA at gmail.com. You know the website, here for you dot live. Okay? Um, and, and you probably know where you can contact me all over social media. Just Google my name. But but I'm I'm saying, right, that you have to work yourself out of patterns. Now, what do you do with the bad patterns? Well, you establish good patterns or better patterns, right? Now, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing because sometimes I've, I've seen, you know, it, it's that old thing like, like, well, I used to be all hung up on drugs and now that I found the Lord, <laughs> now I'm all hung up on the Lord, <laughs> you know? So there is too much of a good thing I'm not saying I'm not saying you know church is bad or anything. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, I'm not bashing church. I'm just saying that even if it's something else, you know, even if it's being a vegan, even if whatever, whatever your lifestyle change is, you can go overboard with that. Okay, so you have to also look at you know, are you the kind of person that goes like full on? <laughs> like like, are you a are you a uh, an overdoer? Because if you are then the new patterns that you establish, you're going to overdo. And if you overdo those patterns, eventually you're going to have to curtail those. Okay. And that's going to be another set of work. It's going to be another, you know, uh, it's going to be another bunch of effort that you have to do to kind of balance out. And I will tell you that balance is the key. You need to find where your balance is, you know, because if you don't find out where your balance is, then you can easily get caught up in too much of this, too much of that, and you know, and too much of anything. Uh, Barry White said this in a in a, in the song. I know a lot of younger guys like Uncle Who. <laughs> okay, Barry White ha- has this song, and he says, uh, "Too much of anything is no good for you," and um, that's the lyrics. And and that's true. Too much of anything is no good. Okay, but just know it takes sixty six days. But with affirmations, right, you can get the beginning results in two weeks, okay? But it takes 66 days to take that ship and steer it to the right and pull it over there to the right and start a new course. 66 days, okay? Now, that may seem like a long time for some people. You know, some people are like, well, you mean I, I got to do this? I got to write this affirmation for 66 days? Yeah, the first one you do. The first one you do, you know, like I told you guys on a, another podcast, I told you guys, right? I did them for two months. And then I was like, bro, if this thing don't work, I ain't never doing this crap again. And I did them for two months. And and at the end of two months, I look back and I'm like, holy crap, everything happened. Like, like the majority, not like every little thing, but the majority, like all the big stuff that, that I wanted to accomplish, it all happened. My Wacky Key show happened. The, uh, several, I don't know how many new cars already, whatever. Doesn't matter. Seven, eight new cars, whatever. Uh, leases and it doesn't matter. But what I'm saying is that I wrote everything down. And that's what you need to do. You need to reprogram your subconscious. Now, I don't care what you want to work on because it's not about, it's not all about material things, right? Like, you know, I, I don't go out a lot. I don't, I don't, uh, socialize a lot because I work a lot so for me it's either money and that money goes back into the company uh, or it's it's uh, you know a new car or whatever and I had to in the beginning 
I had to do all this stuff because you can't be a life coach and you can't go around teaching people how to manifest if you don't know how to do it yourself, right? And a lot of people, you know, if you show money or if you show things or, you know, like say you get a nice guitar, right? I let all my kids play my best guitars because when I was a kid, like these guys who had good guitars, right? They wouldn't let us touch it. They, they would like, no, hey, you know, like that, right? And I was like, well, oh, that is screwed up, man. I just, I just like, I just like see what it's like to play with good guitar, you know? So I had to go down to the guitar shop. I had to wait till I got to the guitar store to actually experience a good guitar. So I vowed like, hey, you know what? When I get good guitars, I couldn't let the kids play them. I couldn't let I couldn't let them jam, you know. And that's what I do, and I have fun doing that. To me, that that's that's fun. I can't even tell you how many guitars I gave uh, because I wanted people to have instruments or good instruments or whatever, just instruments. Period. Because Hawaiians, okay, this is the deal. You need to be the change you want to see in the world. You know that generation that you grew up in? I don't care if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever. But your generation, okay? There are things from your generation that you need to change for the future. And because cells have memory, okay? What you teach a child is going to live on in that child way longer than you. You could be dead. You could be gone. Okay? We're here to serve a purpose. We're here to, you know, first you got to find your purpose, right? Okay? But but you you're here to serve your purpose, and then you go. You're here to experience this. You live one time this way. You're here to serve your purpose, and then you go. Okay. Now the the there's two kinds of people in in my uh, experience. The kind of guys that get ahead and kick the ladder out from under them, right? They climb the ladder, right? Then they kick the ladder out from under them, and then there's the kind of guys that climb the ladder and reach down. And pull somebody else up the ladder. Come on, come on, come on, like this, like this. Do this, do that, you know, whatever. And that's what I've chosen to do. Because it was so difficult for me to get started. I can't even tell you the kind of prejudices I came upon. I can't even tell you that. I used to, I used to go in and do voiceovers, you know, for a major advertising agency. These guys are the biggest in the state. And every time I went down... You know, they gave me the brother brother script. You know, I always played the brother brother character, you know. And and I was I was telling the guys, I was like, well, I'm perfectly capable of executing the English language. And, and brother would still give me the brother brother because that's how they saw me, right? So it also depends on how people see you. But, okay, my thing is like when I look at the kids today, you know, I was I was that guy that did four or five, six different things. And everybody told me, no, bro, that, that's not how you do it. You got to pick one. You got to be good at one thing. You got to do one thing real good. And guess what's happening now? The kids are doing multiple things. They're getting multiple degrees in college. They're doing multiple jobs. They're, you know, technology is, is fueling that fire and allowing them to, do, to diversify, to do, to do things that they want to experience. And they're doing it. And I see these kids. They got, they, they're jamming on Instagram. Then they got something going on on Facebook. They got products going on over here. They got stuff going on. They got a service going on over there. And, and they jump between these things and they do it all. And they do it all well with the help of technology. So, you know, the bottom line, right? Be the change that you want to see 
in the world. And and when you do that, you're going to attract. That's okay. This is the law of attraction part. Okay. You're going to attract more of these things that, you know, so, so example, for example, right. Uh, when I started doing all these different things, I started attracting people that wanted to do all these different things. And then pretty soon I was surrounded by people that did multiple things. And, and that's the world I live in. But that's what I wanted to create for myself. And by creating it for myself, I started creating it for others. Pretty soon, I was around tons of guys like that. And that's the way life works. Okay? Because we do live in a spiritual world, uh, like it or not. Okay? You're, you're a spirit. You're not just, you know, I don't know. If you want to call it spirit, soul, energy, whatever. But you're that. You're capable of a lot more than you think, Hoynes. Okay, so be the change you want to see in the world. You know, be, be that change and, and do, do for other people what, what people never did for you. When, you. when you become successful, when you become, or whatever, I, I don't even know what success is. But when you get there to where you're happy and where you think you've accomplished something, okay, turn back and, and find somebody and go, hey, bro, you know what, right here, here's the way, right here, open the door. Because guys used to get so mad at me because I used to open the door for the kids and they used to tell me, no, 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 this is about you, bro. And I'm like, no, no, this is about everybody. You know, oh, oh, sorry, always, I gotta go. But yeah, you cannot be shallow, you gotta know that life is about everybody, okay? It's not just about you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hey, want to thank our sponsors, Brother Randy, Sister Jerry, Island Club and Spa. Two convenient locations, one in Kaka'ako, my favorite, and one at the Alohilani Hotel in Waikiki. Also, Voice Master Family of uh, Service Companies and AFMHawaiiMusic.com, featuring the music of Brother Darren Jinane. Oh, yeah. Until next time, I'm Junior K. Kuleva Jinane saying mahalo and aloha. <laughs>